Today, we are totally stepping out of my realm of everything that I know. I'm definitely not an expert in this topic whatsoever. And we are going to be having a deep dive conversation about fitness. My guest today is Mallory Krause, and she has been working in the health and fitness industry for 11 years, which is insane because we actually graduated together. And I have had my business for nine years, which feels like a literal eternity. Um, so just to create, just crazy to think that she's been doing this for two years longer than me. So she basically started this when she was a child. <laughs> she is the owner of MCK Athletics Training and Health Athletic Development Specialist and a personal trainer. She's also a new mom and shares what it's like to have to go back to work while having a five-month-old this conversation was super fun for me because I haven't connected with Mallory for quite some time. So it was super awesome to hear all of her great things, everything she's doing, how successful she is. And I know you guys are going to love it just as much as me. Welcome back to The Daily with Emily, where I'll be serving you your fix of all things entrepreneur life, bigger and bolder selling, and the tough love mindset that you probably needed to hear. Welcome, Mallory. Thank you so much for coming on. I we haven't spoken in so long, so I'm so excited to just get filled in on everything that you're doing. But do you want to just go ahead and introduce yourself and let everyone know what you do? Yeah, for sure. It's nice to actually catch up too, because you know things are going 110 these days. So it's nice to slow down and connect with everyone. Um, so my name's yes, Mallory Krause. Um, I work. Uh, I've worked in the fitness industry now for 11 years, and I'm the owner of MCK Athletics Training and Health. So that's the own little business that I kind of started up in the last couple of years here. Um, I guess titles. I'm an athletic development specialist and personal trainer and you know when you get into our industry you just stack all these titles behind your name you get all these letters bunched in but that is the broader term i guess you'd say and my favorite title is a mom a new mom to my son dawson who's six months old i know that's so exciting yeah he's he's the best um are you actually working right now or are you off work Yes. So that is, I'm part of the working moms club now, <laughs> that tribe. I was so, so fortunate to be able to take five months off at the beginning with him. Um, I have another trainer who's took on all of my clients and that was like the best gift ever because in our industry, you know, it's so hard to take time off in general because your clients are, you know, they need you, you need your support. You have to be with them. So she was able to give me five months off and I just returned to work um, about, I guess, a, you know, just over a month ago, but I'm on a part-time kind of back to work for now because, you know, it's tough. That first week, like my poor husband and like my family and friends, I'm like, guys, I don't know if I could do it. Like, I can't leave. Like, I, you just miss them so much. It's like a whole other thing that you're not prepared for at all. And so, you know, you're sitting in your car and you like, cry on your way to work the first week yeah and then I'm like Ooh, week two you're like get it together <laughs> you know and it gets a little bit easier over time so I'm yeah. part-time right now then that balance right now is is working well 
I it's actually something that, like we haven't talked about this in the podcast yet. I'm only at like six or seven episodes out now. Um, but that's something that I don't think I don't think enough people like talk about. Like you having five months off, like that's crazy. And you could look at it at two ways, right? Like either your people, you know, if you have a normal job, you get a year in Canada. It's different in the States or maybe somewhere else where you're listening um but yeah like we get a year in Canada and then but if you're self-employed like for me and Garrett our situation right now he's self he's just becoming self-employed if like if I was had a baby right now like I would be back to work within a week I'd have to I so I just don't think we talk about that enough and that's you know you're lucky to have five months off but still it's like you know you're like oh my god I don't want to leave him at home well and it's so tough because you know self-employed is you have to be there you have to yeah keep your foot in the door at all times and you know I love my job so so much so it's so hard for me to kind of separate like mom life and work life because I want to be at work but it's this brand new shift for like the first time in my life I'm like I actually want to be at home more but I also want to be at work so it's such a hard balance but you know thankfully like Kevin you know he's self-employed my husband as well but it's teamwork like team work makes the tree work a thousand percent I wanted to actually say that with your husband because I love that he's self-employed too like I just think that's so cool um do you guys feel like both being self-employed people that you guys you guys understand each other a little bit more I know like Garrett wasn't self-employed and hopefully like he's just in the beginning stages but I'm so excited for that connection and the things we can talk about Oh, it's insane being in the same field. I mean, it has its pros and cons because self-employed, you can be so stressed and your mind is constantly going. You're up in the middle of the night and you're stressed. Like you don't get to just leave your job at five o'clock and work stays at work. Like it's 24 seven with you. So there's a lot of times where like we can, you know, bounce things back and forth off each other. But there's also times where we're like, okay, work is work 24 seven. And there used to be time at home where like, it's just family time. Like, cause you can get caught up in, in just back and forth ideas going about work, 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 work. So you do have to remind yourself like, okay guys, time to slow down. Like take the time to switch the brakes and get back to just being us. Right. Yeah. I could see that definitely. Cause actually Garrett right now, he hasn't been working like a He's off a little bit more. He's having more time at home right now, just in this transitional period. And it's actually been so beneficial for me too, because I'm like 100% a workaholic. (laughs) I like every single minute of my day. I'm like working on the weekend. Like I do not take any time. I have no proper schedule. And, but him being at home, it's definitely made me slow down a little bit more. Like this morning I was like meditating on the deck or like this weekend I didn't, I worked I did have clients in the morning, I think. Um, I can't really remember back, but I usually do. But other than that, I like didn't sit down to my computer at all. I just like completely disengaged. And so it's been kind of cool to see that. I'm sure that when he's in full hustle mode, I'll be like right back and do it 110%. <laughs> but yeah, it's been kind of yeah. Nice. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally been nice having that. That's definitely a pro too because... Oh, it is. And, he, and there's times like, you know, when he... If I'm at home and, and he's at home, you know, you kind of are like, ooh, let's go for a walk. And it's like one o'clock in the afternoon. And we're like, okay, let's go for a walk. But, oh, yeah, like it's a Thursday. Back to work, you go, like type of a deal. I mean, usually I'm like at the facility. 
but I have online clients that I do as well. So there's, you know, I still have to be at home and sit down and get work done at times. And then, you know, there's also times where it's the weekend where, you know, you're supposed to be off with the family or whatever. And, you know, you're self-employed, you're working. So you're kind of cruising through the weekend and we might like high five out the door. He goes in the door. I come, you know, and yeah. back and forth. But it's it's definitely a, a, not a lifestyle for everyone. But if you guys can figure out how to make it work, like it's it's can be super, super fun. I think something that I recently was like so grateful for too. Garrett's first week, he had like nothing going on. Um, I don't know if there's times, I'm sure there's times where you and Kevin are more busy and then you guys probably have like a little bit more downtime, like Garrett's job. I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like Garrett's schedule was just so crazy. They just like always kept him on no matter what. It was very rare that they had downtime. Um, so it was cool. Like that first week, like we, he just woke up and we were both like kind of slept in a little bit and we were like, cool. Like I'm home all day cause I work at home and I'm like, yeah, same thing. Like, oh, we can go for a walk in the afternoon or we can like we yes. can go to town together and have lunch if we want to it's so nice to have that a little bit more of an open schedule so I'm enjoying that part of it as well oh for sure and especially with my schedule like I work the times people aren't so I have to go early in the morning or late at night I mean it's a little bit different now but those are the times where you know if he was working a normal like nine to five eight to five job I'm like, you don't see each other very much because our schedules are completely backwards. So that's really nice to at least have time in the day where we're like, wow, we can both sit down together. Yeah. Um, and if anyone's listening to this, they don't know. Kevin's actually a real estate agent and he also is my sister's real estate agent. And she like is like he's the best. Like she was so happy with her experience with him. And yeah, I just wanted to throw that in because and he was like, yes, I was going to I was kind of like alongside, like she kind of got thrown into Kevin because her real estate agent was a listing agent. Um, and she said, yeah, I mean, not that she cared. She just like didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, she was like, it was amazing. Like he supported me so much along the way. Like she just like raves about him. And even actually yesterday, she, she it was her birthday. And she's like, oh my God, Kevin wished me a happy birthday. Like, so kind. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I'll toot his horn all day long though, because I hear it and I see him and you know, he actually listens to what his clients need, you know, and there's so many times I feel like you can be like, oh, that's not part of my job or blah, blah, blah. But he will go above and beyond for his clients and really help them out with anything that they need. I mean, I hear it all the time. It's, he's like on the phone, 10 o'clock at night, whatever time it is, like he's constantly there for them. And I don't think that you can get that just for anyone no, in the field. No, and he... She said the whole time, she's like, I just felt like he was like one step ahead of me. Like she was like, okay, tomorrow I have to call RDNO or whatever. And she's like, oh, Kevin had actually already called. Like Kevin's like texting her that night being like, I called RDNO. This is what they said. And she's like, oh, okay. Like that, it just was so helpful. And especially because like as real estate agents or whatever your profession is, you, you know, like I remember when I was purchasing my home, like it was so confusing. There were so many like little things that I was like, okay, I have to like know what type of pipes I have in my house for insurance. Like, I don't fucking know. But like if people work no. in the industry, they understand. So Kevin was like, yeah, I just wanted to say that above and beyond. So if you're looking for a real estate agent. <laughs> Shout out to Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yes, totally. Um, okay, one thing I've been like dying to know, and this just like popped into my mind as we don't even have it written down. <laughs> um, have you, okay, so you've been doing this for 11 years. I that's a long time I've had my business for nine years and I feel like I've been doing some, this since like the beginning of time <laughs> yeah 
So yeah. were you like, did you ever have like a regular job or you just like basically got out of high school and jumped right in? I have such an interesting way that I got into this, I feel, because in, it was grade 12 and you weren't allowed to have just spares back then. They wanted to fill it with something like you had to, you can just be hanging out in the commons. So I'm like, what do I do? Like, what is, what do I enjoy? And I'm like terrible at numbers, like science, all that stuff. So I didn't take like all of these crazy science math courses. So I had blocks that were open. And I remember sitting down with a guidance counselor and he's like, well, what do you like to do? And I'm like, I like to run. <laughs> like, I don't know. I like PE. So he rolled me, enrolled me like double block. So I was taking PE all year round, double block. And he's like, okay, well, you can only get so many credits for that. What else can you do? And then we got into the talk of college and university and all that stuff like that. And I feel like I don't know if it's just like a female thing, but I feel like they, if you're female, they push you into that like healthcare field back then. And I am a major germaphobe. And I was like, no, like nothing in that field sounds exciting to me. The only thing I want to do is like health and fitness training. And so he's like, okay, well, look into it. What college university that you could go to and let's see if we could get you started early. And at that time, I was like, this is perfect. So I, we looked into it and there was a, it's a private college in Vancouver and it's called, I think it was called like InfoFit Fitness College. And it's like a sprout shot deal, like a private college that you can enroll in. And there's a training diploma that you could get. So I brought all that information down to him and I was like, could I enroll now? And use that in one of my spare blocks. And he's like, well, we haven't had any student do that. Like, how do we monitor you and make sure that you're keeping on task and, and things like that? And he knows, like, I'm a hard worker, blah, blah, blah. And he had to write down a teacher that was going to be my supervisor. So I had to go on a hunt to the school to see if any of the students would back me and, like, sign off on all my paperwork and things. And you won't believe who it was. It was Mr. Scaltetti. Mrs. Teddy was my favorite teacher. He really was. He was like, he was just the best. <laughs> it cracks me up. And he actually was a trainer. Yeah. Prior to that. And I was like, no way. Like, that's a small world. I had no idea. Like, I just thought, like, you know, I was in the library. Like, did not know he had that background. So he's like, yep, I'll sign off on everything. So I enrolled in the college and, and started my first courses there. And then by the time I graduated, I was halfway through. So then I... Um, with the scholarships and like bursaries that I got, I was able to use that towards schooling. So I would fly down to Vancouver for like a couple of the weekends and do their, like all of my exams and stuff down there. And then I think we drove to like me and my mom drove down a couple of times as well and did some of the classes. Like you have to be in course for so many hours and blah, 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 things like that. So by the end of 2012, I was, I got my diploma. That's insane. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So the time that happened, um, well, and during that time too, you need to get experience in a gym as well and have someone sign off and things like that. So um, there's a, a private trading studio in Vernon at the time. And uh, I was like so young. So I'm like, they're not going to like take me seriously or want to take me on because it's a ton of shadowing. You, they basically like it's a glorified babysitter when you first start out, right? You can't actually teach on your own. So I jumped in with them and then started shadowing and shadowing and shadowing as much as I could. And then I 
banked like enough hours by the end of that that that's what allowed me to graduate as well and then by 20 I guess the start of 2013 in, in January yeah, I, I was able to actually teach my first class at the studio because I was there so everyone started to get to know me but it was tough because like I'm so young you know it's a private training studio at the time so it was you know more of that older clientele and they're like looking at me I'm like this little girl I'm like ah, here I come <laughs> And a big part of it was like in the back of my head, I, I kept thinking like in order to like prove my value and ask for it, like you have to put in the work. So, you know, that was a lot of running on the back end of my time to try and, you know, prove like I belong here. Like I know what I'm talking about. Like I know I'm young, but I've done like the background stuff that I needed to do. So when I first got started, you can't I mean a big thing about our industry is you, you don't just get to go and work an eight-hour block ever like unless you own your facility you know even then you have breakup parts in your day so you have to fill those hours when you're young and starting out with like another job because back then you know you're making say like $20 a class well you might only be three classes a day and it's exhausting too like physically on your body to go 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 all day so I was um at the time, I'm like, oh, I, I still love kids. I always was working at um, summer day camps or babysitting. Like, that's what I did during school. So I'm like, okay, what complements training like this lifestyle well? And I decided to also enroll as an ECEA, so early childhood educator assistant. And I did that online through a college up north. It's called Northern Lights. And so I did that, got my EC, and I mixed that in with training. So I would go to the gym, teach a 5.30 class, a 6.30 class, work out, drive back to Lumbee, work daycare from 9 till 5, and then drive back to the gym and teach another class because I was, like, so hungry. I'm like, you want me to, you know, put in my time? I'm going to put in my time and more to just prove like I can do this, you know, and I wanted to learn as much as I can. And the only way to do that is, you know, you, you got to put your feet in there and, and get dirty and, and figure it out. And then eventually that, you know, was a lot. <laughs> so I'm like, Hey, what do we need to do to narrow it down? You know, I love kids. I want to do training. What, how are we going to blend these two kind of together? And in our industry, you have to find that niche, like something that is going to make you stand out because every, everyone can be a trainer. Everyone can be a spin instructor, but what do you have that can make you look a little bit different than someone else? And I'm like, I excel at working with kids. Like I'm a child at heart. And so I started to dabble into youth training and then that kind of became my niche. So I started in that like youth athletics field and then kind of blended, I guess, all of those worlds together. And then eventually, you know, got into higher positions at the gym and was able to get more hours there. That's where my heart really lied. So I had to, you know, wave goodbye to daycare for a little bit and all the, like my cute little kids there that you, you know, you just like end up loving and growing such like cute little relationships as well. And then started to work full time at the gym. I, this just popped into my mind. So, did, okay, did you feel like you did well in school like did you get good grades or like was school harder for you math like science and math <laughs> to this day like my brain can't do numbers like thank gosh 
my husband and like family understands math because we do not drive at all. Like I just blank, blank stare off into space. But I tried so hard. And I was like, you know what? If I'm a C student in math, like I might be the best C student that there is. And it wasn't for a lack of work. Like I would sit in every lunch hour and try to figure this out. And I'm like, you know what? Like I'm trying hard. It's just we don't work well together. Other subjects like English, social, like all that other stuff. Like I was, I was a good student at that. Like it, I, I worked hard and that's what made, like, I, I don't think I'm like naturally like a gifted student at mm-hmm. heart, but um, I'll put in the work to get there and to make yeah. me go. Well, so, yeah, it made me think, cause I, in high school, like, I think, I think I just didn't, I don't want to say I didn't care. I don't know what it was, but I, I definitely think that if I were to redo high school now, I probably would have been straight A. Um, but I, I wasn't at the time. I was like a CB student for sure. But it's interesting, actually. Um, there was in the in Lumbee, there was um, they wanted people to go self-employed people to go speak at the the uh, oh my god high school, and it was funny because I was like I felt like I really wanted to go speak at this event because I feel that like for a lot of students you're going through school and there's yeah like you said there's such a drive to go into healthcare. Actually, that's funny. Um, I think that Abby Lagerquist said that as well on the podcast. She was like there was just so much push to go into healthcare. And I didn't necessarily feel that with myself, but I understand where that concept comes from. But it was interesting because I remember going through school too, and I was like, not like, none of these jobs feel appealing to me. I wanted to go into yeah. uh, But then, I, I mean, I've talked about this before, but like, there's law, there's, you know, healthcare. I really want to be a psychiatrist, like all of these things. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that really works for me. And then it's, it's just so funny. So I think that it's important if you're somebody who's young listening to this and you're like, I don't know, I'm going through school, but like nothing's really like screaming at me that I want to do something. Like there are so many awesome ways to create a career. You can be young and become self-employed. Like that's funny, actually, both of us being in an industry, like I feel like a lot of people get into fitness and a lot of people get into beauty because they think it's going to be easy or they think it's going to be, yeah, an easy way to make money, easy way to be self-employed, which for some people, yeah, that that might be enough for you to succeed, but for you having such a passion for fitness at like such a young age. And then myself, like that wasn't really the case for me. But I did. I definitely pursued. Like I got into it in a really good time, and it made a really good career out of it. So I just wanted to throw that in. I like that you were talking about that with school and stuff. Because if you have a passion for something, you can make. You really can make money doing anything. But that passion oh. should be there. Oh, a hundred percent. And like I think back now to, like school, it's, it's kind of meant to put you, like almost in like a little box. You know, I think nowadays they have way, way cooler stuff that you can do at school now. But like, even when we went to school, there was no, like they have X-Block now and you can do like fly drones or like do all these crazy things. We didn't have that. We yeah. had like the very basic and especially from a small school, like our cool things was like, ooh, we have wood and metal. And I was like, cool. But like, that doesn't make me excited. <laughs> I didn't get excited for those either. I didn't, I actually preferred um English math I loved biology like I did I yes, had like yeah. classes even though like I didn't definitely like push myself very hard in them and yeah. I wish it's funny now I actually study biology on my own time because I really yeah. enjoy it yeah. um but at the time like I just yeah there wasn't really anything that was like firing me up and yeah wood class I, I was terrible in wood I hate projects like that I actually remember in grade 12 um I didn't take any what are they called um electives yeah yep I didn't take any electives. I just took like strict 
classes because um, I just enjoyed it so much more. So and that's a hard one. Then there's kids who really love those classes and do really well. Like, yeah, go into trades. That's something that's actually funny that's bringing this up. Like they push, I think for guys, they push trades a lot. And it's like, well, why aren't we opening more available doors for those students to like just learn in that way? Because there's a lot of kids at our school that were like in grade 12. And I remember like they, in, I'm in English with these kids and they're throwing capitals into the middle of sentences like they actually didn't understand and that's i'm not saying that that's not okay it's just like that that's just not how their brains worked and they felt so good in wood class and um forestry like those are the forestry kids and like that's great so i like i hope that things expand more for students and you know i remember feeling like ashamed that i didn't you know i didn't want to go to post-secondary school i didn't i never i never have gone to post-secondary school and i thought about it um, but I'm actually really glad that I didn't. Well, and I feel like I'm a really big advocate for wait until you know what you want to go for. Because right, like back in school, like, you know, yeah, I tried hard, but I wasn't excited about learning about chemistry. Like, woo, like I don't want to research that. Like I want to pass to the best I can and then see you later. I'm not thinking about chemistry on the weekends. You know, but with the career I'm in, like if there's there's constant, constant webinars and conferences and so much information and that you can go out and seek and find and listen to, I'm like, I can't get enough. Like there's going to be a webinar. I'm going to apply to get in in all five of them if I can. And that passion alone is what keeps you, I feel, interested in your career for a way longer period because you're enjoying what you're learning. Like you're striving to get out there and sponge up all the information that you can. So it learning is fun. Learning is fun. I think Caitlin and I really connect on that level a lot. Like we'll send each other articles and we just like are open minded to learning to or open minded to learning so many things. But that definitely like I grew into that because that was not yeah. me when I was young. Yeah. Like I was like, oh I want to like party and boys and like I don't I don't care. Yes. Um, I want to like live this carefree life. Who cares like what happens? But yeah, I, yeah. So it's interesting, I guess. I, I didn't see this conversation flowing into this, but I, I like that we talked about that because, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You have to, you just, huge advocate for like hanging in there and truly finding out what you love. Yes, I agree. So I don't think we really talked about this, but you work with athletes. Yes. And your husband, that's actually how you met your husband, right? Sort of. <laughs> it's such like a funny way that we met because... Again, like at the gym, I'm like the youngest one there besides my clients that I'm, you know, training at the time. And, you know, I like when it's worth, like I, if I walk in that door, like it's like professional hand goes on and I'm all in. And so at work, like you don't think about that stuff. And, you know, my mom would always joke. She's like, you're I like my mom's so intuitive. And she's like, you know, I think one day like you're going to meet your husband at work. And I'm like, mm laugh like okay mom like that's not gonna happen like first of all our clientele is so small because we're a private gym like we don't just get an influx of a ton of people all the time because we're full like the people that are there like those are like lifers and there's a time at the gym between like 7 30 8 30 that they are you know our boss kind of blocked off the schedule so it was when our trainers would just come in and we'd work out and it was a time where like you know, nobody else is in the gym. So you're not watching or like seeing how everyone else is doing, like focusing on form or anything. You're just there for yourself. So you get that time to like turn your brain off, turn the music off. I mean, it's chaos at that time. Like we all get crazy, you know, have fun. We're training and 
one morning this guy walks in and I'm like, oh, like almost annoyed because I'm like, it's 730. Like, this is our time. Like, now do we have to like reel it in a little bit, you know, like professional hat back on and and go about our training. And and so I was kind of like, oh, okay. And our, our, my boss was like, oh, he's like one of the coaches. Like, he's fine. He can come at this time. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, like that's kind of how it started. A couple months go by and then I kind of like start watching and I'm like, wow, he actually like has good form <laughs> on his lifts. You know, you're watching and I was like, oh, he actually is putting together like a pretty good workout for himself. And he's like not asking questions. So he's letting us like be crazy, do our thing. And then you look, it starts to be like, oh, a, a crab, I was looking at him in the mirror and like, oh God, he's looking at me back. <laughs> and then it was also like a bit of my boss. She started like kind of like poking the bear a little bit. And she's like, hey, like this is Kevin. And I'm like, cool, like da da da, whatever. And then over time, like, we just started to get to know each other. And then sure enough, you know, here we are married with a little guy. And I'm like, wow, mom, like, you were right. You know, I was going to meet someone at the gym. And I did. And here we have the same. I think that's what bonded us off the beginning, too, because we had the same interest to start. And that we could share that kind of back and forth with each other, as in he's like our industry's kind of meshed together with athletes and coaching and the importance of training and things like that so it was kind of like an effortless connection I guess at the start yeah and he was coaching the Vipers team right yeah yeah he was yeah okay so yeah if anyone's listening to this you don't know it's like a hockey team and yeah yeah he was the assistant coach there for the well I guess like yeah the first couple years that we were together yeah. I love that. And then, yeah, so you were training or you were working with the Vipers. I, so my boss at the time had the team and she's been with them for years. Okay. So she, they would come in and, and she ran with them and I would do the younger kids. So I was like, he's not my client. Like, I don't like business in like crossing boundaries. Right. And I mean, he wouldn't really come in with the team. He'd come in every now and then and, you know, make sure they were like doing their thing. But as bad as it sounds, like, I didn't pay attention to the Vipers at the time. I was like, you know, like, your, your hockey team, whatever, that's not my clients. Like, I'm in my own world. He's in his own world. And then my mom always jokes it. She's like, all of a sudden, you know, you're like, oh, like, talking about the Vipers. And I was like, well, <laughs> you know, I'm, like, trying to pay attention. So when I know, like, where he is on the weekends and things like that, and then, too, like, our jobs couldn't have been more opposite at the time because – when you're trying to get to know someone, hang out, like I'm working early in the morning then I come home at night and I am exhausted, but he's gearing up to go to work. And then he has late nights or there'd be times like they get back off the bus and he walks in the house and I'm literally getting up to go to work. So he's going to go to bed for, you know, as long as he can or whatever. And we're like high-fiving out the door we go. But it was, you know, we've made it work. <laughs> um, okay. So I have some questions about your job, the fitness stuff. So for athletes, how do you obtain longevity as an athlete? It is so much has changed since when we were athletes in general. Like the industry is going so fast for athletes and how they're brought up that I don't even think we're the industry is moving as fast as the athletes are, to be honest. And that's a lot of our side needs to 
continue to learn because when we went to school, you know, we didn't have to do strength training to be on the basketball team. We barely had any club teams from here to Kelowna for any of the sports. You know, there's always like a hockey academy or thing that was running, but there wasn't much else. And nowadays there's an academy for almost any sport that you want to do. There's a club team for every sport that you want to do. You can now play your sport 365 days a year and your specific sport. So if you want to be a basketball player, there's 10 year old kids coming out already being basketball sport specific. And they're running with that. I mean, grade 12, we were, you would, high school was still so competitive. You know, you would play like Cal, Fulton, VSS, and those were, that's the highest level competition at the time. You know, you had club teams in the summer, but high school sports was where is that? And I paid like 60 bucks, like, and you get your, as long as you give your jersey back at the end of the year, like, you're good to go. But nowadays, if you, you, almost have to be on a club team to get that higher level of competition because athletes aren't getting so so good with extra training I mean you can train your phys there's someone to train your mind there's a physio for your body there's a massage there's coaches for individual skill there's team coaches there's club coaches you could have managers at just depending agents so depending on what age you are and how serious you are with your sport so it has evolved so so quick even in the last like 10 years that we've been playing and for athletic longevity you need to have that entire team behind you because you're pushed at such a higher level now that you can't I don't even think honestly that you could make it into university without having any strength training background at all Mallory, I'm, it, you're too far behind. I need to cut it really quick because I'm like giggling to myself a little bit. Because <laughs> you've been saying, um, <laughs> um, oh, since we've been playing, <laughs> it's making me laugh because I'm like, I picture you in high school, like playing basketball, like ripping around. And I'm like, uh. I just want everyone to know, I'm like, <laughs> I haven't touched a basketball <laughs> since I don't even know I was 11 years old like guys I am so uncoordinated like sports of any kind like kick a soccer ball it's it's actually detrimental um so I'm like what Mallory says when we play basketball <laughs> it has nothing to do with me our generation <laughs> and I know that I, in my mind I'm like she knows that I didn't play basketball but I'm laughing because <sighs> no like you I'm just picturing me like I'm like throwing hoops with like you and Courtney and Jenna and Bobby and like no 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 you know what I actually like that you say that because back then though you probably still played for fun I feel like we lost that yeah now though because the, like I said the industry is going so fast that it's almost like it's a job like that's how many hours kids are putting in to build their craft yeah or back then you can be okay at volleyball. You could still make the volleyball team. You know, you put in the effort. You could still make it. I wouldn't have done that to you guys. Like, honestly, I was hip. I thought, like, when you're younger, because totally, there was a moment. I, re I actually remember it. Like, there was a moment for me where it was fun in elementary school to do these things. And then at, there's a part of your brain that comes in where I'm like, I'm not good at this. And, like, I told myself I wasn't good at it. I'm sure that if I would have been like, I want to do this. I want to push myself. I definitely would have been able to like 
you know, play basketball or whatever. But yeah, like that definitely happened for me at a younger age. But I agree with you. And you know what? I actually listened a long time ago, but this this sparked this memory for me. Um, this woman was talking about how we have such high standards on our kids. There's like dance. There's absolutely there's sports. Like kids are in hockey, and it's like these kids don't really get to be kids anymore. Like even they don't talking about that with the athletes and like that. There's so much for high school students to have in their lives like that's like a full-time job also i do think that's a good thing because if somebody does want to pursue having a career in fitness like that's amazing but that's not necessarily i think some i don't i mean i don't really know this is so like out of anything that i think about or talk about on my day-to-day basis um but for parents too like we have these parents who are kids are in um hockey and like these kids are pushed so much harder than i think that we were as kids and that you like you said it's grow oh, 100 percent. there's kids that are like probably five years younger than me six years younger than me who are like the hockey parents are crazy in our local area um and i just don't think it was as crazy when we were in high school no i mean like even like my husband like kevin it cracks me up like we'll talk about i mean he played hockey like his whole life had like a little stint in the pro and i ask him like oh like what was your training like you know like and, you know, he he worked hard, but it's nothing like it is today. Like, you know, he, I'm, everyone, if you go back, I'm sure there's things that everyone would change about how they got to where they were, things like that. But he would have worked, I bet you, like nowadays, if he had a trainer and was brought up the way, like, even I train the kids and have all of those people with you in your team to help support you. Like, it would have been so different for him. But back then, that's not even the case. I mean, you could throw your team into, like, a big box gym. Hey, kids, go work out. Do some tricep extension, bicep curls. Ooh, you're an athlete. That's nothing like what they do today. There's, It's developed so much. And I think it's like a double-edged sword. Because, like you said earlier, young kids are also dropping out of sport so much earlier than than they used to because they're already feeling that oh you know i'm not i'm not sure i'm that good because maybe on their local team there's a kid who's been playing club all year or you know has all this extra training so their confidence has already gone down so much that it actually pushes kids out of sport way earlier and even like a simple pe class i feel like if you feel like you're slightly behind why do you want to you don't want to do something that they're not super good at you know, and when you're awkward in high school, like you already have that on top of it that you have to work through. And it's so heartbreaking. And it's a big part of what our industry is like learning how to, what we can do to support those kids and, and find some change to make it more like inclusive for kids to keep playing sport longer, but also keeping kids, giving them the ability, I guess, to play more than one sport, you know, because we're seeing, I see it every day. I there's NCL, ACL injuries, uh, you name it. Kids have it. Kids have experienced it already. Like concussions, I have some athletes that I've had. They've come to me and they're like, "This is my third concussion." I'm like, "What? You're 12 or 14?" Yeah. Right. And it's like, okay, what can we do to fix these problems too? And you know, I'm all for getting to the highest level of your sport, but I'm also a huge advocate for like kids are kids. Like, do you want to be the best at your sport if you play hockey go play soccer on the weekend with your friends get agile in different planes of motion that's gonna 
be the best injury prevention work that you can. And it's going to be fun. Do a little bit more of, you know, basketball during the weekday. Like there's so much to that. And, and, you know, I don't know how it's going to be in the next five years, but you know, I'm in the thick of it. So keep learning and, you know, working with, with professionals and keep getting educated and, and we'll see where it goes, but it is probably one of the most fast evolving things that we're working through right now for sure because that's so interesting to like listen to you speak about this because like I said this is so out of my realm of knowledge so I didn't even think about that with the kids and yeah like keeping keeping like it fun right like I like how you said that like if you play a certain sport like go try something else and like enjoy it and you know even if you're at the top of the top you know you're elite athlete you know if it's not fun you can't keep doing it. It's burnout. You see, we, I've, I've, I've seen it in athletes. You know, they go to off to university, your university, they're playing on the team and, you know, it stops becoming fun and it turns into a job. And that's where, you know, the injuries creep in, the stress of it all. It, it still has to be fun. You still have to connect with the passion, your why. Why did you do this in the first place? And you know what? It's okay if, it's not something you want to do anymore. Maybe, you know, you use that to get to university, you know, now you can maybe go and take on that course or class that you, you've always wanted to do. Like, it's okay. It's going to be okay after. And it's, it's definitely something I think even like with the, the support of parents that they need to kind of see the broader picture of, you know, it's okay when your child wants to step away from it if they want to do that. You know, if they want to continue on and go to the next level, go to the next level, keep supporting them. But at the end of the day, you have to remember, like, they're the one leading. So you're kind of taking that step back and you have to listen to them and, and you can support them. But, you know, they do come first. It's it's their journey and you're just kind of, you know, guiding them along the way. I could also imagine, too, like when you're just for myself and I do like active things, like if you're sitting there and you're feeling good and you're enjoying it, like I like to bike ride. So if I'm like out there and I'm like, oh, this is so fun. I love it. I'm having like the best time. I'm going to perform, quote unquote, perform so much better than I would <laughs> if I were like, oh, I just don't feel into it today. I'm like, I don't want to be here. Garrett made me go on this bike ride. So I can imagine like when you're playing physical sports, how much better you're going to play when you're enjoying it. Oh, 100%. And you're going to want to keep doing it, right? If someone asks you like, jump higher. I don't want to, you know, like I'm getting tired. If you love it, you're going to be like, how high? Watch. Yeah. A hundred percent. Okay. So you are a coach or a mentor. So why do you feel like most people, if you want to become an athlete or even like in the gym, if somebody's looking to like get a personal trainer, like why do you think, or do you think that having a coach or a mentor is beneficial, necessary, should be mandatory? I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. It should be absolutely. It should be mandatory in general like even as you know self-employed in the work field as a coach like I don't think there's I mean maybe this is a bit of like part of how I am like I always feel like you know I've never reached the top and so there's always drive for like more information more and more and more and more work harder like there's always like this next ring wrong that I can never like catch which maybe is a good thing you know pros and cons but there always, I feel like, has to be someone above you to help you get to that next level. Because if you get stagnant, that's the scary area. Because once yeah. you, 
you get, you know, bad habits start to creep in, burnout can kind of creep in. They keep a coach, a mentor, like they keep you motivated to continue on. And, you know, hiring a personal trainer, like say, there's times where you wake up in the morning and you're like, I just don't want to this morning. Right. And it's hard. Like there are days where you're like, you know what? It is hard. Like you can't get your butt out the door. But when you can kind of have someone else to lean on, it just refreshes your whole system and gets you going again. And you're like, wow, like, okay, motivated a little bit of a reset. And even learning in general, like, I think you can always learn more. There's always going to be someone out there who knows a little bit more than you or something different than you. Why not take them up on that offer and try to pick up even like a new fact or two, right? It's just going to make you grow as a human. And I hands down would not be where I was today if I didn't find these like little mentors to lead me along where I am today. And, you know, maybe you outgrow mentors and coaches. Go find another one. Like it can continue on throughout life and, and work field, you know, personal everywhere. I like that you, I like love this conversation. It's something I like feel so passionate about talking about as well. And like just in my industry, um, I think a lot of people, maybe self-employed people in general, they don't want to or feel resistance to hiring a coach or a mentor or taking trainings, continual education of any sort. And for me, I like I agree with everything you said, because like I personally I personally at this at this point, like love to hire mentors. Um, it just makes my business feel more exciting. That's a big one for me. Um, yeah. Motivated in my business. Also, yeah, like having somebody telling me like, hey, this like isn't really working for you. Like a lot of what I do is like wording, messaging, um, marketing. Right. And, you know, sometimes it just takes an, an outside person who's like, as you said, like above you a level to be like, you know, this doesn't really make sense. You could do better with this. This wording, this messaging sounds better. And I think a big thing that people don't realize, and I'm assuming for your training and then also for my training, you're taking like small certificates, diplomas. Um, so it's not like a big lump sum of money. Like I've talked about this in another podcast episode. You're not going to become a nurse and you're spending like, you know, 100K or the one girl I actually had on that we talked about this. She is a dental hygienist and she had 50K in student debt all at once. But, you know, in my, yeah. And like for me in my industry, I go and I invest in my business, but it's really small increments. Um, so like, yeah, if anyone's listening to this and you're like, I'm worried about money or whatever, like this is literally just what you have to do to progress. And I, I wish people talked about that more. Oh, hundred percent. And even having someone to bounce ideas off of, because you can get kind of pigeonholed in the way that you're thinking and it's really good to have someone come in and they might just you know have spark like this little new idea into your brain and you're like whoa and then all of a sudden it's like a snowball effect and off you go and you've all of a sudden created this whole new revenue or you know idea for marketing and it's so beneficial to have someone else to bounce ideas off yeah and then totally with like the fitness side of things as well like I know for myself like when I go to a class I prefer fitness exercise way more than unless I'm like Garrett and I will go over like little runs or like we'll bike together my, with my brother. But if I'm working out at home and it's just me, I'm like, man, don't really feel like doing a burpee today. But if you're in a class of people, kind of like you have to do the burpees. Like you don't really have yeah. to. Like I'll totally be like, oh, I like this exercise. So I'll do those. Um, as for, yeah, if you're working with somebody like, well, shit, okay, I got, I got to do it. I don't really like this exercise, but I'm doing it. Oh, and it's like a tale's old this time because even, you know, I'll have like, there's 10 seconds left, you know, keep going. 
and someone's like, hey, guess what? Don't care. But when you're in that group setting, you're like, oh, she's still going eight. Come on. She's still going seven. Okay, fine. And you're all of a sudden time's up and you're like, what? Like, I just push myself right to the end. And that's so important. And that motivation, like it is contagious. You see someone else going and all of a sudden it's like this whole group comes together. That's my favorite thing. Mine's like out of shame or embarrassment. I'm like, yeah, I'm the only person sitting down during the burpees. But you know what? At the end of the day, look back on that and think, oh my gosh, I did it. Like, yeah, I crushed those. And that is mental toughness in itself because you kept going. So be proud of yourself for that. Yes. I mean, yeah. I, actually, Garrett and I talk about this a lot with fitness because he's just naturally very fit. I'm like, I just don't, I'm not coordinated. It's not something like I used to run like a long time ago. And I'm get, trying to get back into it now. Um, but definitely it's, it's definitely one of those things where like some people, as you said, as you said, it's like motivation and then other people feel shame. Um, and then certain things in life, like I'm really good at like speaking with people. I could go and pitch my offer to anybody and do that with confidence and I'm okay with the rejection as for Garrett's like, I'm really not comfortable with that. Um, so yeah, I just, I think that's an interesting point that people feel shame for certain things and yeah. Well, a hundred percent. And I think too, it's when you you have to you have to enjoy it at the end of the day like there's things that i hate doing i don't love cert- like baseball for example i'm like yeah, it's fine like it's not super entertaining to me i'll play it sure do i love it no if there's basketball i'm gonna love that i'm gonna go play that and i think that comes down to fitness too you i don't think you have to pigeonhole fitness if you know, you're like, ooh, spin class isn't for me. Don't do spin class. Go out there and find something that you're going to enjoy. Because at the end of the day, if it's fun, you're going to do it. And you don't have to have that extra barrier of fighting yourself, dragging your bum down there. Find something that you love. And then, true again, all comes back down to if you love it, you're going to do good at it. I think that I started doing that this year, too. Because usually, like, when biking season, you know, it's nice enough to go out on the bike. I'd be like, I literally would do this every year. I'd look up, like oh what like muscles does biking work like all of these things is biking good for weight loss and you read all these things but I'm like I enjoy it it's a physical activity that I'm doing it's better than sitting on the couch so I'm trying to like move away so much from because I definitely don't have like an athlete's mind I have to do things out of like enjoyment I'm not like oh Garrett's totally he's like gotta run that extra mile like the man runs 10k on his fastest guy yeah he's so quick yeah it's homies like yeah I did I ran like just under 10k like this morning and I'm like Oh my god! Like I'd have to sign up for like a five k and attempt to get. <laughs> I want that nettle. I know. I don't. I don't know what he's got going on, but um. But that was my thing with him. That I'm like, he so enjoys that. As for me, like I definitely have to like find something. Like for me, I'm like I'm not gonna like choose to run over bike or like choose to weightlift or whatever it is over bike, um. Because like maybe weightlifting is better for you. But I'm like I enjoy biking, so I'll do it more. Oh, but a hundred percent. I think that's. You know, it's so, so that's something that's really pushed in our industry. I mean, yes, you need strength and conditioning. You need weight Absolutely. training every, as you grow, la, la, la. Everyone knows that. But if what's getting you out of the house today is going to be biking, and that's movement, go do it. It's fun. There's so many benefits from just movement in general. So if it's fun, go do it. Yeah, totally. And, like, definitely from, like, an athlete standpoint, I you need to be doing those things. I'm sure that they, like, know that, and they will probably really enjoy it. I'm sorry, assuming... If you're an athlete, you probably like want to be lifting weights. I actually also lift weights, but and I do enjoy it. I just I prefer to. <laughs> but you know what? You're on the right track because you already know what you like and what you don't like, right? Yes, 
Absolutely. Um, okay, so I'm also super curious. So you opened your own facility, which is like insane. So how did that, like, how did that become a thing? It always pays to be nice to everybody. And always, you never know when, like, you know, new connections are going to be made or who's going to come back in your past and, you know, give you an opportunity in the future. So I had our previous facility, we had um, the man, the owner of the building that I, I leased. And he used to rent space off of us, you know, and at night, that's when they'd operate. And the only person in the building at night was me on our side. So I would like hang out with them and, you know, I'm like eating dinner and talking to them and, and they have a jujitsu business. And so when we moved facilities, you know, they needed a new space to go. So we kind of lost connection over the time I moved on to the new facility. He moved on, opened a new space. And then one day he reached out to me and he's like, hey, Mal, like how's things going? Like, you know, we kind of always kept in contact as we knew what we were, each other were working on. And he's like, I have this this building, like we're putting our club in here. We're operating, you know, in the evenings. Wait, do you need a space to train your people? Like, would this be something that you're interested in? And at the time, like I said, I was, I was like burning the candle at both ends at my previous job because... You know, I love it so much that I didn't mind being there all the time, but like I was in the thick of burnout without wanting to admit it. And that's like a big part where Kevin came in and was like, you can't do this anymore. Like you're going crazy. Like what can we do to make life a little more calm for you? And you know, that opportunity just, there was something there that was like, this just feels right. I need to take this opportunity. So you know, I connected with him and he's like, you know, space is yours. Do what you want to do. So we brought in equipment, opened it up. And then at night, so I would start at I mean, six in the morning ish and then go into the evening. And by the time the evening came, you know, they're coming in and it was like the, the perfect mix because that was time to be like, Mallory, go home. Like it can't be here all day, every day. So that was like the perfect blending of, of two businesses, I guess, to make it work. So that's kind of how it started and then you know we've been rolling rolling with that ever since and loving it like you're happy being there everything's i love it i love i love my job i'm i feel so lucky to be able to say that because going to work it, it's 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 truly not work i'm like let's go it's something that i'm excited to get back to i mean now i have a little bit more of that like um mental fight in my head because i'm trying to blend like being a mom but Mm -hmm. you know I'm a business owner in the same sense I feel a little bit torn between the two but that's just like work-life balance and something that I have to learn as I go and I'm still trying to figure it out but the two together are, are still like my most favorite things I think like it's funny my dad always says because he's self-employed or was that he's retired but um he always talked about that as well that he was like when you're a self-employed person like you he's like I never was like I hate my job I don't want to go to work like I couldn't tell you the last time, like those days sometimes where I'm like, I don't feel like necessarily doing a client, but like I sit down, I'm, I'm in it and I'm like, I love it. Like I remember working at like at a restaurant and being like, oh, like, I really don't want to go. Like I'd wake up that morning and be like, oh my God, I have to work today. I don't want to do that. I definitely don't have feelings like that anymore. I think like self-employed people, I would recommend everybody to try it. Like there's people I talk to and they're like, I don't really care to be self-employed. And I'm like, are you insane? Like, why wouldn't you want to be? Yeah, I think too, like I got lucky 
on that sense because I actually have a ton of family members who are self-employed. I was so gonna I've, say that. Yeah. Yeah. It just happens to to be that way. Like, you know, my dad has his own company, my aunt has his own company, my uncle has their own company. And, you know, growing up, like you're listening to how things are going, you're watching them, you're figuring out. I mean, it is, like I said before, like your your job never ends. Like it's all hours of the day. Pros and cons. There's so many pros and cons, but I had them to kind of pull pieces from and kind of test the waters a little bit. So I'm like, I know I should do this. I know this is something I'm interested in. And it, it's so true though. Self-employed, you know, it maybe it's not for everyone, but it's, it's the right fit for me. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, there is, there is that as well. I also think there's something, I love that there's a bunch of people in your family who are self-employed. I also come from a family um, on both sides of my, my mom and my dad's side, like a lot of self-employed people. Um, so I think I just, naturally float into that um but yeah i agree like if you have parents i talk about this a lot like if you have parents in corporate or parents who work in healthcare or whatever like i think naturally we kind of i think being self-employed is scary to a lot of people so if you don't grow up seeing that people are doing these types of things or that you're able to or that's a possibility you don't have to go back to school to be successful um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I think a lot of it is how you're raised and like the things you're conditioned to believe is possible for you. Oh, 100%. And like, I just think I have the best parents in the world. Like, I truly, truly do. Because, you know, my sister is so funny. She went into healthcare. Like, she went in as an LPN. And growing up, I'm like, I, I, I'm not, that's not for me. Like, I can't, I can't do that. So I already kind of felt like, is this path that I'm going on? Like, this seems completely outrageous. You know, at the time, I'm like, I'm going to tell my parents I'm going into the health and fitness. You know, it's it's not a career, honestly, that people can stay in for a long time or make good money in if you don't put in the work. And their support throughout it all has been, like, ridiculously amazing. I'm so beyond grateful for that because especially when I moved into opening my own facility, I was like, like, I'm, I'm still young. Like, I always felt like this is a lot, like, to take on for someone young. But I didn't, I was never scared of it. And they helped me, you know, they don't have maybe the experience in the health and industry-like side of it. But they can help guide me on, even if it's, like, answering the most, like, you know, ridiculous panic phone call. Like, oh, what do I do here on the back end of things? Or, like, hey, guys, I'm bouncing this idea off you. Like, not once did they ever say, like, Mallory, you're crazy. Don't do this. It was like, hey, if you think you can do it, let's see what happens. And I think that's something that I want to pass on down to my son. Like if he has this idea and, you know, he's passionate about it and he's putting in the work, then I want to let him see where that goes. Yeah, I love that so much. And actually, something that I got asked recently was like, um, what's your rock bottom? And because I think that sometimes we get so nervous. We're like, oh, my God, I don't want to open this facility or I don't want to like quit lashing and go like into my online business full time. Um, but when you really look at like, hey, what's the rock bottom? My little rock bottom, like, like could not go any further down would be like, I have no career. I'm not with Garrett or like whatever. We, we have to like sell our house because we can't even like function. No money. Worst case scenario, I'd move back in with my parents. They have a cat. <laughs> I'm yes. like, I'm going to think that's a good life too. It's like, and it's okay. Like, you know, that is the worst. And that would also like, that would never happen. That would be like the bottom of the barrel that doesn't even sound that bad i'm like i love my parents i know i was just thinking that too i'm like hey like hey mom uh, what's up like i'm coming back in like you know at the end of the day though that you have that love and support 
and that kind of takes the fear out of it. But I think the biggest thing too is like, if you're scared, don't run from it. Just, just do it scared. Yep. Like it's going to be okay, but just try it. Do it scared and see what happens. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, yeah, well, and fear is just literally the only thing that holds us back. And that's, if you don't progress, if you don't take moves, take chances on yourself, you're just going to stay in the exact same position that you're currently in. Oh, a hundred percent. Biggest advocate for trying anything. Like if, if an opportunity comes, just do it. If it, it doesn't turn out the way you wanted it to, oh, well, who cares? Now, you know, you don't like to do that. Don't take that on again if you don't want to. But every opportunity is an opportunity. Take it. Learn from it. See what you can do. Push push yourself like a little bit further out of that comfort zone each time. Well, yeah, and you're never going to learn about, yeah, like the things you like, the things you don't like if you don't do things. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, how does the average person pick a good trainer? Like, how, how are you going to find somebody you're compatible with? Oh, it's, man, that question. You know, I think I still, it goes through my mind of, what what is the answer for that? But, you know, in, in our industry too, there is no governing body. Meaning, there's no one above you saying, you can and can't do that. There's no one checking in on you to make sure you're, I guess, running things properly because we, you can get, I mean, it can be scary because you can yourself right now, you can log online and you can get certified as a personal trainer in 30 minutes. You can do an open book and exam, pass, pass, pass. Now you can go onto social media, make some flashy content and boom, now you're, you're a trainer and you, and you can take on clients. I think that's also scary because there is such a low barrier entry to sharing information online. And it's hard as a consumer because you don't know if the information that you're getting is credible or not. So I I urge people too to ask the questions that come to the top of your head and see what they're going to respond back to. As in the, you know, the science information behind it all. Because you want to make sure that what are your goals? What are you training for? And are they going to actually get you there appropriately and safely? That's so, so important with fitness, you know, health and fitness in general, because you're in charge of a whole person and how they're carrying on their lifestyle from here on out. So you got to know your stuff, you know, and then it also comes down to, I'm not going to work with someone that I don't physically have a connection with or can bond well with, like I think. That's a big thing too. There's nothing wrong with, you know, you have a trainer, you know, you like what they're doing, but you know, that connection isn't quite there. It's okay to say, you know what? That was great. Thanks for my time. But off you go, go find someone that you drive really, really well with. It's, it can be challenging, but you just have to take your time. I think that are, oh, go ahead. I just think it's, yeah, like you just saying that it's like therapy, right? People say that it takes you a while. It might take you a while to find like the proper therapist for you. Oh, a hundred percent. And no, like if you look at, you know, the titles that I have, like through my certifications, like nobody knows what all of these FMS, you know, like BCRPA, like nobody understands all these random little letters that get smushed into your NCCP. Like nobody knows. The average human is like, cool, you have letters, like move on. Yeah. But there's to an extent like you do need to know like hey what are you certified in like what is your specialty like what is your niche kind of doing like a little background check like same thing like a therapist is huge you're not going to drive with everybody 
right? So you, and you do your research. I wouldn't go to a, a therapist that works with children only, right? I need to look and make sure they're, they work with adults, or maybe I'm going for like more specialty, like a, a grieving specialist or a relationship specialist. Like you want to make sure that they're fitted to what it is that you need. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I also think like we're going to be getting, my next question is on trends. And some trends that you like think are terrible. Sometimes you think are great. But I think that this goes into like with what we're talking about right now, because same thing, like online, there's so much information that you is credible or not. I'm sure some of it is great. I'm sure some of it is literally trash. Um, But same thing in my industry as well. Like you can take like the shittiest certification. There's no like regulations, really. Um, Like you could literally YouTube at this moment how to do lashes and you could essentially in canada go and do perform eyelashes um with no education and then there's training there's some education that's like just literally trash and then you're starting out like as a new artist you're starting out at the bottom of the barrel with the worst education you don't even know what you're gonna be doing and then we're dealing with people's eyes like it's there's just it's crazy so and there's no way as a big deal yeah it's a big deal there's no way as a client or somebody purchasing you know whether it's a trainer like you or getting your eyelashes done there's no really way for these like you said like there's all these numbers after your name or for me I have you know a zillion certificates that I can showcase but like this, the people who are purchasing my products yeah. or my services don't understand what those things mean um so really it just comes down to me being like I have a very high standard for myself I like to learn I like to grow I like like to provide the best for my clients but that doesn't go for everybody. And I think that that's just a moral thing for me. You obviously have that moral code for yourself as well. Um, yeah, that, we definitely see that in like my industry a lot as well. Our industry, again, like it, it moves so, so quick that, you know, that's a really big part of it is if you're not continuing on with your education, you're going to fall behind because every single year things change. Like, you know, tricep dips. We don't do those anymore. The, ra- the range that it puts your shoulder in, like, not ideal, you know, if if you're talking about our average client, that's going to be doing this. But, you know, you still see people doing them. And, I mean, you can argue back and forth on this, but, you know, generally they're out. But if you look, sometimes, you know, people are posting them like, oh, look what's going on. Well, maybe that person isn't continuing on with their education. Like, that could be maybe somewhat of a red flag because trends anything flashy and cool sells we all know that like i mean i get pulled into it all the time i'm like on tiktok instagram whatever and you find all these like crazy things people are doing and i'm like ooh, handstand upside down push-ups walking over water whatever it is like outrageous that's flashing that's cool that's what people are going to share and that they're going to talk about but when you say example for fitness like what is that going to be doing for you you know that looks cool there's there's more negatives or like injuries that could happen off doing that the cool thing is like hey squats and deadlifts that's that's as cool as it's gonna get in our industry doing a really good squat a really clean deadlift that is what should be trending but guess what that's boring (laughs) you're right no no that's not flashy doesn't look cool it's not gonna get the hype around it so trends can be like you err on the edge of caution i guess with those but i also goes both ways because I love like silly trends like you know there's funny challenges or it's any little like you know I'm always doing like the hip mobility challenges or things like that I'm like those things are fun you know low barrier anyone can try them out that stuff's always good to get involved with but 
social media in general is such a hard thing to navigate because all it is is a big I mean it's so excellent for business you know that self-employed people like it can be such a good tool to have but it's also like your worst nightmare because you're just on there comparing all the time and like comparison is the thief of joy like it just is like you, the minute you start comparing like it's toxic after I feel and that really is what social media can be you can go on and you realize like wow I was just scrolling forever minutes and I feel like garbage after and that's where it's like a really really fine line because that's where it's not fun anymore so you have to kind of err on the right side I, I don't even know how to put that but you know what yeah. I mean no I absolutely agree I think yeah social media like I use it I use it daily for my business for sure but I also think that I try to I'm into this new thing right now, like becoming the star of your own social media. Um, so a lot of the stuff that I'm doing, I really try to be like specific um, mm -hmm. with showcasing like my life. And I try to do a lot of like feel good stuff as well. I, I don't want people to like look at how I'm doing in my business and compare them themselves to me because, you know, what what I might show or what, what might appear to somebody on the outside I have all of my own struggles inside I think that I always just like remind myself of that when I'm comparing myself to others as well that I'm like everyone's got their shit like it's, it's definitely a hard one um but when I'm on TikTok like Instagram's like my main platform that I use and then when I'm on TikTok I do post like obviously stuff for my business on there as well um but that's like my fun time I'm like going through yeah, actually yeah, I don't really try to feel any sort of I don't necessarily feel like comparison on there because I'm watching videos that are just like funny stupid like as soon as I get into like the content around like what I do or especially around lashes I'll be like oh that's bad advice and it's like draining and I'm like I can't yeah yeah for real Emily like you know <laughs> yeah yeah and you can you have, you have to yeah focus on what you can control right yeah. and it's like even the fitness industry is like is it's no different than like the fashion industry as in things come back into trend like if I kept man, half the clothes that I had in like elementary school that I, you know, a couple years later, you're like, I can't believe I wore that. Yeah, it's cool now. And you're like, what? Like, how did that come back around? But that's also like trends in the fitness industry too. Like a big thing right now is like the ice baths, you know, like 10 years ago, that was all the hype as well. So that then it kind of quieted down and that just kind of rolled back through. So there are some of those things that kind of like come and go and come and go and come and go, just like, you know, the velvet, velvet skirts or pants <laughs> yeah it's like that yeah. that's like really cool yeah I think I actually love that and like I can speak on this a little bit actually as well because I took um a health coaching program like three or four years ago and it, they talk about that trend around dietary theory like we learned every single dietary theory that there is and they showed um over the course of like however freaking long ago but it's like yeah no fat or low fat and it's like yeah all the trends keto high fat yeah um, all these things they literally just recycle and if you watch it like in, in my lifetime i've personally seen these trends recycle and i you saying that with the with the ice baths i'm like yes i actually remember that as well like so yeah i think like as somebody who watches the internet you listen to people speak it's like become aware of that that's actually such a good reminder for you to say that with the ice baths so that's all i see right now too and i'm like oh shit yeah. make me nice baths but it's like, yeah, I, I'm not saying that ice baths like aren't beneficial or for somebody doing keto isn't beneficial or somebody being plant-based or low-fat or like whatever. But understanding of these trends, there's, it's just recycled information. 
and then deciding like what makes sense for you and like you said like the boring stuff like doing the squats or the deadlifts like those things the boring stuff that's not getting a lot of attention those foundational skills or like people eating like I'll speak to that with dietary theory like just eat real food like don't go eat like junk food or like you, you know you don't have to go on every single diet every single month that it changes like just I think we all have like an internal state in ourselves that we know what is right and as long as you can get in tune with that and understand like like you said movement is good eating healthy is good also is it fine to go eat some cake and like have a lazy day and not move and sit on the couch all day like if that's what you need that's fine absolutely it's bizarre how we how we took we took something so simple and it's like oh we're bored of it and then all days are like reinventing the wheel but sometimes the wheel gets invented a little bit crazy so it's like go back to that foundation that's truly the secret right there is no specific one thing that's going to fix all these problems or something that's really hard it's that simplicity that will get you there in the end yeah. And like you said, doing things that you enjoy, doing things that you love, feel good for you. And yeah, definitely paying attention to the trends. I like that. I like that we talked about that because I'm like, yeah, good reminder for me too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I get caught up in two sometimes and then I'm like, well, breaks, slow down and reel it back in. Yeah, absolutely. So at the end of every single episode, I ask everybody what they think that their best and their worst quality is. Also, I want to know what your horoscope sign is. Oh my gosh. When's your birthday? I'm a Gemini. I'm May 20th. Oh my God. You know what's so, okay. I'm like, I'm not well versed on uh, astrology, but I've been studying it a bit. I was going to say you're a Gemini. I'm not just saying that, but when you, the the thing for me was you, when you said that you're like, I'm a kid, like I'm just an, a grown kid. I'm like, you're a Gemini because Geminis are the children of the Zodiac. And that's so, Garrett's a Gemini too. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's really it's super weird because all of my like really really close best friends have always been in gemini have always mm-hmm. been born in may so our birthdays are like ding, 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 like stacked my sister's a gemini it's bizarre that's hilarious and see i wouldn't have thought that vanessa's a gemini i would have thought like just off of what i know well actually, oh wait she's a taurus okay she's okay she's a taurus you're right because she's like a week she's may 12th but like she's on okay i think she's like taurus mixed with like gemini something i there's that like branch between see and i was gonna say tor or um virgo or capricorn which is the earth sign so she's just one of the earth signs but i just got it wrong so that's funny yeah because i'm like she's not as sporadic as gemini <laughs> okay well, what is your best and worst quality i just i like to know what everyone's got going on i think the astrology is so interesting but my worst quality i mean Okay, we got a lot, but one that's like the most irritating to me. <laughs> like, I feel like, you know, you can always pick a, a, a few apart, but I feel like I am a triple, quadruple checker. And that is a con because it actually like makes me second guess myself a lot too. Like the most like simple form of it is I'll straighten my hair. I think it's because my mind's always going 110 too. I'm always like onto the next thought or the next action that I'm doing throughout the day, but I'll straighten my hair. I'll get in the car, everybody packed up, and I'm like, Kev, I did I unplug my straightener? And he's like, you always do. Like, you always do. And I'm like, I can't get in this car and leave this driveway. And I go run up the stairs. Of course, the straightener's off. Like, I never leave it plugged in. That's, like, a simple version of it. But that, like, triple check, like, having to go back, make sure it's right, is can be so irritating for myself. And I'm sure, like, the people that I'm with as well. <laughs> 
and then a probe. I feel like, I mean, what's even like got me through to this day is, is just like hardworking because that really is like the backbone of how I'm able to do what I do and, and keep going. If you tell me like, I have to get this project done, I'm going to get it done and I'm going to try to make it better each time. And that really, really helps like even where I'm in, in, in the industry, because like I said, it's really, really hard to stay in this industry for a long time because it is a ton of work because you're constantly on your feet, running around, like you have to put in the work. And I mean, owning your own business in general, you have to clean, you have to answer the emails, you have to do the things that you necessarily don't find enjoyable, but you have to put in that work to keep it going. So it's that nonstop push, 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 like get to the next level, get to the next level. But I actually love that about myself as well. You sound just like a classic overachiever, which I think works really well for being in business. I think that that, that's probably great. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you could drive yourself crazy, but (laughs) yeah, yeah. Crazy off in the end. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I always like to hear, I started asking people that question like years ago. It just randomly, because I'm like, I don't think we like check in with ourselves enough to be like, what am I, what am I doing good? And what am I doing bad? (laughs) No. And I actually like asked Kev this, like just the other night, I'm like, tell me what what is my Collins Kevin and you know of course he's like oh yeah like he's like all cute and lovey but I'm like give it to me hard like sometimes it's good to hear from others like oh this is like something that you can work on and you know whatever it is and I'm like oh yeah like that's a good point actually that's funny because after we started asking this question in the uh, sorry after I started asking this question in my friend group um, I, we started doing that as well like we would uh, we tell each other what our best and worst qualities were and it was so funny Courtney was like your worst quality is that you're a really bad phone owner. And I was like, come on. <laughs> like, we got to have worse than that. Like, it's just so funny what yeah. I come up with. Like, what annoys people about other people. And like, this connection. And sometimes you, you straight up, like, don't even notice it about yourself. Right? Like, there's things that even, like, my sister says. And I'm like, oh, you're right. I totally do that. But you just, you do not realize that at all in the time. Yeah. We were actually, we were having a conversation the other night. And um, actually last night. And... I was irritated about something and Allison Campo, she said to me, um, she's, I love this about her cause I'm really into like good into intellectual conversation. So I'm so excited to be doing the podcast. But she said to me, um, I was venting about something and she said, why does that bother you so much? Like, I'd like to hear like, and I, I had to like actually sit with myself for, exp- for a second. And then I was able to express how I did feel about it. But sometimes I think like, it'd be easy to be like, you know what? You're right. Why is what? it bugging me? And yeah. can I move on from this? And I definitely did lighten the mood. So I think, yeah, like I like, I like asking these questions, learning about people, and then it makes me learn about myself as well. And dig absolutely. Into- and that's a gift when you can actually have friends that are, will tell you it straight. Like, Hey, slow down. Yeah. What is this? Yeah. You know, build a bridge. Let's get over it together. And you're like, Oh, what? Okay. You're right. Yeah, and, like, it, just having people to, like, yeah, like you said, like, pick out what you're doing, quote-unquote, wrong. It's not necessarily wrong, but just becoming aware of something. And they're like, oh, I am doing that. Let's rewire that. And, like, maybe I don't need to be so negative about this. Or why am I so worked up about this stupid thing that doesn't even matter? Or maybe it does matter. And maybe that's something you need to work through. I love that, too. Then there's times, like, same thing. You know, you go on rants or something's about you. And even Kevin's like, do you realize, like, he'll replay it back to me. 
And I'm like, that's actually ridiculous. I can move on. Okay, good. Like you just need that little check-in and you're like, whoa, okay. Sometimes for me, actually, when I'm like saying it out loud, I'm like, oh, right, this is really dramatic and really dumb. And like, as I'm saying it, so I, I like to... I like to talk and I like, I like, I'm always venting to Garrett about things, but yeah, well, half the time I'm like, okay, wasn't important. Thank you. Yeah. We, yeah. we needed that though. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. I loved catching up with you and just hearing about everything you got going on. It's so exciting. I love, it's interesting for me connecting with people that you haven't spoken to in a long time and you just kind of briefly have an understanding of like what people are doing. And then you get to connect and you're like, ah, it's just so cool. Everyone's just got a different path. Something that fascinates me um, that I've always thought about. I remember being in high school and thinking about this. I'm like, I'm so excited to see what career paths people choose. It's just something I've always had. It's so fascinating. I know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And then now it's funny. Like, look at us all. Like, we're going to be 30. And (gasps) it's, yeah, you're turning. And I'm like, oh, my God. And now everyone has somewhat of a career. Some people are still figuring it out. But it's just cool to see what everyone chose and how everyone's so unique and yeah. Yeah. And even when you don't know like the path, how they got there, going back on and kind of discovering and learning how, how, where they ended up now is, is so, so cool to look back on. And I think too, you know, we thrive off of connection. I think we've all learned that over the last couple of years. So it, Mm -hmm. it's nice to, you know, keep connecting with everybody and checking in on everyone. So thanks for having me. That was fun. I can't forget. Can you go ahead and just let everyone know where to find you on social media? I run through my business account. So it's MCK Athletics Training and Health. It's, ooh, my Instagram is that shortened down. <laughs> just type in MCK Athletics. It'll yeah. appear. I'm like, how bad is that? I don't even know the shortened version of it. But yeah, so Instagram, Facebook is is when I roll through on those platforms. Yeah, awesome. All right. I will talk to you soon. Yes, yeah, sounds good. Have a good afternoon. You too, bye. Bye.